0: Welcome to the Hear My Two Story podcast. It is me, your host Otako, and this week we have a wonderful guest. And guess what? We have had this guest many times on this podcast, but because we always like to hear people's stories, or hear people's wonderful experiences, we have a musician, best in Marburg, German, and will be telling us his personal story. I mean why he does music what kind of music does he do and what is the message for the music that he does so i'm really happy to have him again on our wonderful podcast this week's special guests on your your favorite podcast podcast. hear my true story. story Yeah, my brother, I would like you really to introduce yourself to our dear listeners before we
1: start. My name is Ogi, Mm. Ogi Lawa, and uh, I lead the band called Rising Fire African Reggae, and I live in Marbok, and uh, it's my pleasure to be invited to be in this studio today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Ogi, yeah, for this time that you have given me and the conversation, telling our true stories. Yes. So the the question comes up, what kind of message do you say out in your music? What kind of message do you give out to people in your music?
1: The main message in reggae music is to um, you know, to break down the boundaries. When I say breaking down the boundaries, I mean As I've said it already, we are all one people. We are all God's children. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. When I say injustice, I mean we need to have chances for everyone without judging people from their appearance uh, appearance. without judging people from their colors. We need equal rights and justice for everyone, for a black man, for a white man, for an Indian man, for a Chinaman, it doesn't matter. But what we want is this togetherness, to see the world that we can lead this world together. Not other people, They're discriminated because they are from from Africa. They're from South America. And no, we are all the citizens of this one global world. And this is what we need. Uh, Look, for example, mm. um, sometimes we sign contracts of peace. We negotiate to have peace. But those contracts are being signed they are written on papers and after signing them they are they are they are taken they are taken they are put in two cupboards and then they lock it you can't change anything with that the changing of anything in this world is, is is by starting of changing our mindset we can sign contracts on whatsoever on papers, but if we don't start changing things with uh, with the changing my, mindset, mindset of ours, nothing will happen. Before we sign something on a paper, we have to have fresh mindset. Is when we can say we can sign contracts because then now we understand. But if we just sign something that we don't understand without changing our mindset, It will take us nowhere. We will always be at the zero level. Now, we are preaching about about love. Love. We should love one another. We should not murder one another, killing each other because of being black, because of being white. This has to stop. We are talking about uh, um, uh, uh, racism. You know, racism. Racism. We are talking about uh, tribalism, you know. This has to stop. We are all one people. Okay, so um, I really understand
0: what you really shared with us, that you really focus on real issues that can bring us together as one people in one global village. Yes. So do you use also true stories in your music? Are you inspired by certain things that you live or certain things that you experience in life? To do your music
1: oh yes um this is one thing for the viewers you should understand that uh, when a black man stands on 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 a stage we don't stand on stage without a message behind our music if a black man stands on a stage we are talking about our experiences what we have gone through the challenges I've gone through, um, mm, um, racism. I've gone through, you know, uh, being, uh, being judged because of, uh, the way I look like, because of the, the dark skin I have, you know. And I can give you an example where someone's, was, someone was judging me, just saying, maybe I'm a, this guy is a refugee, he's a, he's a thief, he will steal my stuff, you know. And those are the things we are talking about in our music. So we talk about true stories we have going, we have gone through. So when we, when I go on stage, the songs we sing, the songs I write with the group, those are, those are the things we have gone through and we neutralize our problems in storytelling, in in storytellings, in, in singing and make them into songs. This is how we work the pains that we have in our hearts. And the joys that you also have in our Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So when someone, uh, uh, for example, would call me, uh, you know, uh, you know, like this N-word, as for me, of course it's bad, but I take that person, I will sing, I will, I will write a new song about that and I will sing about it. So, um,
0: that's so nice to hear that you use also your music, does it also work to you sometimes as your personal therapy or like your personal healing strategy using your personal music?
1: Yes. Yes, it does. I mean, music is, uh, I will call it an international language. Even if I hear reggae music in, uh, in Chinese, I will still feel it because the music speaks an international language. So it heals my soul also. When I stand on stage and I sing, that's what I've transported to the people. The people give me the feedback, the way they have received it the positive feedback and this heals me when I see that people they can they can enjoy the music they're dancing the audience are dancing and the audience want to hear more songs this gives me a feedback that what I'm doing is good and this frees my soul also to say I am free from the mental level of uh, the problems that I was having before I stood on stage wow
0: (laughs) I like that (laughs) you know I I I can really understand your, your 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 statement. Yeah. Uh me I used to do comedy on mm-hmm. stage, you know, storytelling. But every time I stood on stage and I told a story, personal story, yes. true story, or oh, inspired by a true experience. I always, I always got that happiness. Mm-hmm. I, I got back my energies, I, I really lost the, being stressed and I really became back. I, came, I became so strong mm. after doing such a thing on stage. Yes. And I think it's so beautiful for we artists that we enjoy these things.
1: And, and I, I cannot imagine uh, this to work in another way because, for example, if you are hungry, mm. you eat something you are happy again. Mm. You know, you have power and you feel like, oh, now now I feel good. You are smiling again. It's just the same also for a musician, you know. Mm. I have something in my heart that troubles me. But the time I'm in a studio recording, you know, I'm singing all the problems out. And then when I hear the, the results of my music, what I was doing, How people, they they like it, how people, they love them. You say, oh man, this is good what you have done. That is the food that I get, the positive energy or food that I get from the people that tells me, oh, what you have done is really nice. You you could have maybe healed also some people who came to the show in a bad mood. You know, they came maybe crying. Some of them, you know, they are really down. But when they hear the message, this is what I needed. And then they go home you know, smiling and feeling better and feeling good. And this gives me also a strong energy to say, yes, this is it.
0: Wow, that's so nice too. Um, I, I just want to ask something. How is it for you as a person, a black person, heading a ban in a country or in a place like German that is has a big percentage of people, white people, and of course in mabu How is it for you? Uh, You talked about racism. You talked about discrimination. Uh, uh, How is the music career in that line?
1: I'm enjoying the music with the band that I have now. You know, uh, the thing is, if you do music with people who are not professional, you will always have challenges. You will always, always have problems. Even though in the band I have, I've never experienced any tribal remarks or any racism. I've never heard anything about that. It is because now I have professional musicians who are also thinking like I do. We are, we are carrying this thing. We are like a family. We know what we want in this music as a group, as a band. So this, it makes, Easier for me also even to lead the group because the people are, are matured enough. Those are professional musicians. And when I open my mouth, when we touch a note, when we are jamming together, they, when I touch a note, they know exactly what I mean. They know exactly what to play. And those are matured musicians, uh, uh that make music also to, you know, that the music is played in a, in an easy way. Of course, it's not an easy thing to lead a band. It's like leading a political party. (laughs) It's not easy. But if you have people who have the same, who have the same goal also, who have the same dream as you do, it's, it's done easier to get to the top where you want to be. But in this genre of music, you meet a lot of different artists. Some of them, they would say they join the band, but because their aim is something else, you be you see them that they will be jumping from one band to another. You know they are not focused. You know, they just ah oh, there they are playing there ah oh, okay I jump there. They can't remain in one band. They will be jumping up and down. And those are the people you will be having even in political parties that you see ah oh, all of a sudden they come to join. They just want to eat and then. When things are, 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 are hard, they leave, they join another political party. And it takes time to find also professional musicians who are also meaning the same what you also, the imagination that you have. You are carrying this now. If you find those people, the band is set in this strong. And this is what I have now. I have professional musicians who are settled and they really know what they want. Those are people not who are jumping from one band to another. They are not nom- band, band nomads. You know, I call them <laughs> band nomads. <laughs> they are not band nomads who are looking for green pastures somewhere else. They are They and uh-uh. And this is really good. And it helps you also to create more music, to be creative. Because if you have people who are there to stay in the group, you have also fresh, you can also uh, create new music. You have fresh ideas. They bring in their ideas, their good ideas. And then you combine all these good ideas together, then the music is maintained. And you even hear also the change of the music, what you do. The sounds, when you finish, you are smiling. Yes, this is what I wanted.
0: Okay, so um, other than in the band, I mean... In the business, the music business, doing the music business in yes. a German perspective. Yes. How was it for you to run it as a black person, running a band with diversity, gigs and that? How was it like?
1: Um, You know, um, it depends on where you are performing. Sometimes you would have, like, you know... Yeah. Sound engineers, you know, as a, you know, as a black guy, you travel there with your band, you go there to perform, and you must know that before you go there, you have to sign a contract with the festivals. They send you the contract and you agree on the, you know, on the money, how much are they going to pay? And then you agree each other, you sign the contract, you send it back. But, you know, when you come there, sometimes you have some of the sound engineers, um, they prefer to ask, Maybe a white guy, how the stage should be set. You see, so they would they would even pass by without talking to you. But when they go there, they are being sent back and say, uh, "No, you can't talk to me. I'm not the band leader." So the band leader is there. The boss is there. So you have to go back to him and ask him how to set up the stage. Me, I can't tell you. I, you know, I'm I'm also a musician in the group. I play an instrument, but Ask the band leader. He's the one who's going to tell us how to stand and where does he want me to stand as a guitarist or a keyboard player or a drummer. Go ask him. You see how some of them, they find it difficult to come back to you and talk to you and to ask. (laughs) I cut you a
0: bit, yeah. Have you ever experienced something like that? You as a person, if you wish to share, you can share it. If not, it is okay. Yes.
1: Okay. I, I think... Um two times have experienced that. The the sound engineer was very rough to us. He was really a kind of like, you know, first of all, he didn't talk to me. He didn't talk to me, he went direct to ask the other person, what do you need? And the other person sent him back, say no, ask the, the boss there. How, what we need and what. So, I
0: mean, the other person, who's the other person? My
1: other musicians, you know, uh, because the, you know, it's, um, I, I, I may guess that sometimes for the other white guys is maybe it's easier for them to go and ask the other white guy what is needed on stage, whereby I find it sometimes very difficult to understand. Why can't you ask me? I'm standing there in front of the stage. I'm tuning my guitar. I'm looking into your face and you're passing by. You don't. You know that I'm an artist who's going to play there on that stage. And you pass by. You go behind me to ask the other guy, just because the other guy is also white. Right, uh, how are we going to set the stage? I find it uh, weird. It's really weird. Because as a band, we are like a family. He can also ask me. Do you, maybe you have an idea. Do you have a a stage plan? Can you give me? But they pass by. And you again, they're sent back. No, don't ask me. Ask the guy you passed by there in front, how we are going to set up the stage because he's uh, the boss of the band. And then you see how, how they go like, you know, scratching their heads. And you know, me, I just look, you know, I just look, I'm like, I'm waiting, you come back to me. (laughs) Come back, ask And then you see how they struggle to come to you. Five, five meter. You are standing five meter. The guy will start struggling to come to you. And then he would come, you know, in a way of, uh, in a rough way. Uh, He even changes now. And you're like, what's your problem? Passed by. Now you're sent back to ask me. Ask me in a normal way. Not like that. I signed the contract as an artist to come here to perform. I have nothing to lose. If you want to treat me like this, I can take my musicians, I drive back, and I will get the half of the money they will pay me because I signed a contract, so if you want to be to be to behave like that to me, it's up to you, please. If we want to work together, let us work together in a normal way and approach me in a in a in an uncivilized way but not uh, seeing me because, you know, because of my appearance and you want to to undermine me. No, no, I lead the band. So what do you want? What do you want to know? Then then you see that, ah, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean that. Ah, I'm sorry. What do you want? Tell me. Do you need a stage plan? Yes. Take it out. I give him. This is our stage plan. I stand with him. I say, look, the, the drummer is going to stand there and the keyboard the place there and the bus place there so i need you know to have them like this you know things are done you know but uh you know it's is a challenge is a challenge but i love what we are doing i'm enjoying it you know uh, to see different um cities in german you know it's good it's good but it's always uh you know a long journey
0: make sure to leave a review this makes our day and fuels future
1: episodes.
0: Hear my true story. Uh, as a musician, have you ever collaborated with other musicians already here in German, or back home in Zambia or in other parts from or I mean other parts of the world?
1: Uh, we haven't. Oh, we were supposed to do that, um, past two years ago, but we could not go on, on our tour. The tour was cancelled. The concert were cancelled because of, you know, COVID-19. And just, just, just after announcing the concert we were supposed to have, and then the COVID-19 came, destroyed everything. Whereby you were thinking like, oh, but we wanted to have this artist to join us, featuring us. We just, uh, uh, I remember, I, I do recall we had once, it was in Bavaria. The concert that we had in Bavaria, we had one rastaman, a DJ, who came to you know. I called him on stage because he was the uh, the you know when you go on 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 festivals there are, there are groups who start first you know the four groups and the guy he was a DJ and he played first and then I he was playing reggae also and I loved his music and I was like oh. I will introduce you in one of the songs. I will just call you uh, spontaneous on stage and come and do something. So uh, I called him. He came on stage, you know, and he must have he matched up the the stage and he was really a good artist. So he did it well, but we could not do it further because you know COVID nineteen and this and
0: mm-hmm. that stuff. So I mean, as in as an artist, you know, me, uh, I talk on my perspective. COVID nineteen made also our world tour to be cancelled. And we couldn't travel these countries that we are going to travel in around the world because of COVID-19. So to you, as a musician, how how, how 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 did you manage with the band in the times of coronavirus, in the times of COVID-19? How did you manage to under the band?
1: Uh, I think, uh, you know, COVID-19 is a challenge to every musician. But, I think the good thing was that each one of us, as I told you, I have professional musicians, matured people, they could rehearse home also you see, so you just uh you just agree each other, okay, what songs are we going to do? These songs must be uh played like this, and then they go home. you know, our bus player is from Berlin, my brother Jeff is a Zambian also uh the legendary on on bus, and um he does. He knows all the songs and he would rehearse at home in Berlin alone. And then our drummer is uh, Serge Legendary. He's from um, um uh, Ivory Coast, but he lives in, Par- in Paris, you know. And he does his rehearsals then. He knows the songs also. And so, you know, as for us, we we from Marburg City. So we would meet every Sunday. You know, we do something together. We rehearse it together. The music was still going on. Music is still going on. It does not stop. Okay. Even though we had a lot of challenges of, uh you know, keeping the social distance, but we did not let COVID-19 to destroy our music. We kept on going. So
0: um, I really understand your idea that you worked alone at home. You did home office for every band person, band member did home office. The one from Berlin, Paris, yes. Marble. I mean, so it's really wonderful that you have so many people placed over, German and France, Europe, you know. Yes. All over the world. That's really beautiful too. Yes. Yeah. And so I I want to know more. How did you manage the financial crisis? Because there were no gigs anymore. (laughs) As a band, you need to survive (laughs) on working. You need to survive on gigs. You need to, to get people to call you on festivals to get paid.
1: True. Um you know i i'm a musician and also i work as a pedagogue you know uh that's my other profession um so uh, i'm a pedagogue uh for my other profession. and you know it, it's not easy and for the fact that people they were using a lot of uh online platforms so everywhere you you, you open up your uh everywhere every time you open your your, your your laptop, you want to see something on Facebook, you just see people there, they're performing online. And it was a kind of somehow then uh, getting to an extent of boring, you know. So you couldn't say, okay, we tried to organize something that people, they can pay online, PayPal stuff. But then I came to realize that it doesn't really make much sense. I could survive because, uh, I have another job. Hmm. It's not only music and I have, uh, a job where I also get the source of my income every month. So, uh, I think this is what saved us as, uh, saved me as a musician because I didn't know where to go to as an artist whose the concerts are cancelled. I didn't know if the state could, uh, pay us. I, I was hearing some rumors that you can apply to the state, uh, you can tell them that you are an artist and the concert are cancelled and you are supposed to have how many concerts, this and that, and then they can maybe refund you that money. But, uh, you know, here in Germany, you everything is very, uh, bureaucrat, you know, it, it's a lot of paperwork. So just for a small thing, you have to, You have the folder of papers, and I didn't have that time because I was working also at the the same time, you know. So uh, we just um, (laughs) uh, tried to survive, you know.
0: All the members of the band have something they do aside, other than music, or is it only you?
1: No, they have also um, other jobs they do. Mm, Then then you're lucky. Yes, they they have all the other jobs they do. Yeah, you are. Which is which is really important because you can be an an artist, especially um in Germany. Uh, For me, it was very important to to do my studies. Even though I am a musician, I do music, but still I wanted to finish up my studies and then I get focused also in my music. But if something would get hard, you know, in the music industry, you can still say. I'm a learned pedagogue and uh social worker. I can go back to my work and uh, yeah and 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 work and do my work. So it's better to have both.
0: Okay, that's that's really nice <laughs> to hear. And because I I, I I personally I do storytelling, I do theater, I know, I do do workshops trainings, but mm. when COVID nineteen came, two hours cancelled, many mm. things were cancelled, I was not having another job. Mm. So I found it really difficult. I believe. And I really went on to doing online. Of course, I was not being paid. Mm. But I could heal myself by just saying, let me share my own stories online. Yes. And I started a podcast, which of course also I'm not paid. Because people just listen. Though Mm. I pay Mm. to have a podcast, I pay to host a podcast. I'm not paid. Mm. Yeah. So... I really understand. So at the end of it, I had to go back to school. Mm. And I'm now studying.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. That's the best thing you could do. Yeah.
0: Because when I come, when I came from Uganda, I couldn't just continue doing theater or storytelling here. And my qualifications from Uganda mm-hmm. couldn't make me to get a job in German. In Germany. So I had to go back again to school to professionalize my other career.
1: But I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the decision that you made to go back to your studies. And uh, this, I love to hear people who wants to study and to do that. We can all, we have all talents and dreams whatsoever. It's fine. Yes. It will, it, it will remain like that because it's part of our life. It's part of our identity. That what we, what we do, musicians and the, But if you have the chance of studying something, do it first, study, finish your studies. And then after you finish your studies, then you can also say, now I want to focus in my musical way, you know, because, you know, life in German is very difficult. Yeah. Depending on, on music is a challenge. It's a big challenge. You know, it's a yeah. big, big challenge. So I, li- I like it. I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank I'm you. Very proud of you, my brother.
0: Thank you. Well done. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> You remember the time I came to you to seek that <laughs> yes. colleague advice? Yes. And yes, now yes. you see I'm already in school. I'm already in school. Yeah. I love so it. um going back to our band and music, mm. what was your worst experience of doing music here in German? Is there any worst experience with the band that you felt like no, I should stop this band?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that, that I had, uh, you know, I'm a kind of a person like, um, it's very difficult. It takes time to break me down. I had a lot of musicians who left the band, but they did not discourage me to stop the band. I'm a person like, okay, this musician has gone. You know, people, they go for a purpose. There's a reason why the people, they go. You know. So I had changes uh, a few years ago. Uh, the drummer left. Um, the, the guitarist went. Uh, but I, of course, you feel like, Oh, I trusted these guys. You know, I thought we were on a, in, you know, on the same, uh, uh dream and this and that. But life, comes with some surprise sometimes. But they did not uh, discourage me to do my music, but they made me 10 times stronger. Because I I am a person who accepts the decision of others. If they want to go, I let them go. But I say there's a purpose why they had to go. Changes are meant for good. Of course, I would struggle to find other musicians, but it does not matter because I know what I want. I know what I want. I know where I want to get up to. And this is what gives me energy to say, I won't stop. It doesn't matter what. I won't stop. Let them go. Other people will come. They would take the instruments that are there to be played. Let them come. Let the others go. But the changes are meant for good. I don't see it as negative thing. Now, oh, I've lost someone. He left the band. And now what am I going to do? No, no, I'm not such kind of a person who thinks like that. It doesn't work. It does not exist in my world because I know if you know what you want in life, you are focused on that what you want in life. Even if changes are made, you get more confident and uh, you are, you are 10 times stronger. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Hear my true stories.
0: Wow, that's nice to hear. (laughs) So, What is your most... uh, uh, the, 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 The moment that you remember a lot that was so beautiful with you and the band and this career in this career as a musician. What moment that you remember that you say this moment was really a beautiful moment that I would always remember it.
1: The first time we played the concert in, in Marburg City, up there, uptown mm. in 2000, uh, I think was it 19? I think it was 19, if I'm not mistaken. You know, if you have professional musicians around you and you, you come on stage, you hear the sounds, how the music is played. You feel like, where who am I? Where am I right now? Because you hear every sound is getting deep down your blood and you are feeling the music and the audience. You see the audience. They are feeling also the music. This is the greatest moment you can, you can ever have as an artist. And the, that moment, that, that magical moment, I had it. And the time also we went to, when we had a concert in Bavaria. I think it was Africa Fest, Dickendorf. Ah, it was it it was amazing. It was very energetic, you know. So we played in the evening. We were the headliners, so you know everybody's expecting is waiting for the headliner to come. <laughs> so we did our sound check, and then uh, food was served for us. We ate food, and then after we said, let's go on stage, start playing. Then you see, because the people the, the the people they've seen the music, they've heard the music from the organizer, and then they know exactly what they are expecting, and then I we enters the stage, we start playing. Hey, people they enjoyed it, you know. And the people they left their shops where they were say so you know, you know, in Africa Fest, you have people from Africa, they are selling their goods, they have like um what you call yeah I've, Africa shops, you know, they sell souvenirs and this and that. And I remember uh, um, the best moment was this rasta man from Kenya. He has a a, a huge shop in every. Uh, he goes to every Africa fest. So I started playing. Now we play the songs. We play like he do. But all of a sudden, he left his shop, come running to the stage. He looked at me. So we played, and people there are cheering in the audience, and people and and we had to stop because the time is now running is running out and the organizer so now we have to stop now because according, according to the time we have to stop no concert anymore and people they're screaming they want more no they can't go we want more, more music and you know and you are like wow and then the organizer had to you know like okay 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 let us negotiate please please only one song then one song when they they play one song then it that's all we want five songs Screaming the audience, Duh! and then we played again. Um, unfortunately, we played one song, and then after the show, right when I was going down the stage, this rastaman guy from Kenya, he grabbed my hand. He was like, "Come here." I was like, "What is going on?" You know, I didn't know what I what I was uh, expecting. Come here, come to me. I I, I went with him to his shop, he introduced me to his wife. This is my wife. This is my shop. What do you want in the shop? Take it. (laughs) And you know, for the first time, and I'm like, what's going on here? He was like, I've never, you know, a long time since Lucky Dube is dead. I've never seen a concert from Lucky Dube Band. But when I was when I heard the first song Remember Me on Stage, I was I was thinking maybe it's Lucky Dube singing. I had to run to come to the stage. I'm so happy. You made my day today. I, I'm going to sleep well. I'm free. <laughs> you just brought lucky dubes spirit here alive. And take what do you want in my shop? Take it for free. Take choose. Go get your sister. She should choose for free. And I went and I chose a t-shirt. You know, a good nice t-shirt. And he was like, take it. Another. Take 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 the the souvenirs. What do you want? Take it. And that was the best moment I had in life. You to see that people can appreciate the music we do. Wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> really, that's beautiful.
0: I could really feel it when you saying it to me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned something before we end this conversation with you. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about the thing of um, your band sometimes also plays Laked Bay music. How come that you also play Laked by music in your band on concerts?
1: Because I'm grown up with uh, Lucky Dube music, mm. and, and and that's why for me Lucky Dube is uh, is an icon where I'm looking up to. That's why I even started doing reggae music. It's because of Lucky Dube. Because I am very much inspired of his his music and the way the way these guys they used to perform on stage. I would sit home before I started doing music. I would sit home. Watching the shows of Lucky Dube hours and hours, I'll be, I'm watching one after another. And because of his music touches me a lot. I feel his music. And for the fact that the, the songs he's talking, he's singing, the lyrics, they talk about the... The, the real life, what he has experienced in life. And this is what I'm seeing also, what is going on. Injustice, you know, um, against racism and this and that apartheid and this. And this is what I have seen also. And, um, what is the same I'm talking about also. And that's why I'm so passionately in love and inspired by Lucky Dober. Mm. And that's why we bring his music in and we rehearsal with all of our energy. Just to have the touch of uh, the music of Lucky Dobe. Oh, wow. Because I love his music so much. Mm. So you, you have the rights
0: to play his music on stage?
1: I Yes, we have the rights, yes. Wow, that's so right. beautiful. We even have the rights also to record the songs. Wow. And uh, to put them on a CD also. Mm. As long as we don't change them, but we can record them and put them on a CD, we have the rights and... Uh, we got a um, a contract that we are allowed to do that.
0: Well, wow, that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Lakadube is a big icon in Africa. Yes, I think also all over the world.
1: All over the world.
0: Yeah, but oh. I was so surprised that and some people in Europe, here in German, didn't know about Lakadube.
1: Yes, is uh, mostly more than in, in in South Africa itself. You know, a prophet is not is never known in 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 his home. Mm. You know. So you have to go somewhere, and um, at least Lucky Dube is known much uh, uh, more than in Europe, more than in his own ho- in his own home country, South Africa. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think we can have another day a conversation to talk about Lucky Dube. Sure. And that could
1: be a good good conversation. Uh, definitely. <laughs> to
0: talk about Lucky Dube. I would love and it. How he inspired you in your music, mm-hmm. in your own music that you do.
1: And he is the reason why I started to play guitar. I, I started playing guitar, uh, learning guitar at the age of 16, teaching myself. Wow. I was teaching myself how to play guitar, auto detective, and I didn't go to school for learning guitar. Um, I just I was just learning for myself.
0: Well, wow, that's so beautiful to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. So, um, what would you give? What would you say to someone that is listening to this podcast and is coming from Africa and maybe is living in Europe and mm-hmm. he has his talent of doing music and maybe gave up? What would you tell them? Can they really survive as black African people living in Europe or in Germany to continue with doing music or they are living in the US or they are living in the white community?
1: Yes, there is always um, a, a door open the good, the important thing is i will i will be mentioning this again and again stay focused in what you want to become stay focused in what you're doing people would come and one will say this and that but stay in your lane and you know what you want The secret that you have in your heart is good that it's your secret. Nobody else knows it. Because if they would open your heart and see what is in your heart, you will have more enemies than you had before. So, the important thing is don't stop doing what you are doing. Stay in it and focus and do much rehearsals. If you are studying, learn. Learn. Learn 24 hours. It doesn't matter. 24 hours... Learn, but at the end of the day, it pays you back. Never give up. Never have a spirit of giving up something because it's not working. Uh, uh, in six months' time, it's not working. Uh, uh, you feel lazy. Oh, uh, nothing. No, there are fruits coming. Stick on what you want to become. Stick on that and keep on moving forward. Moving forward. Never look behind. Tomorrow is a new day. Doors are are being opened. New doors are opening. One is closed, one is opening. Yeah. And get connected.
0: I like that (laughs) statement. And that's so nice. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Yeah. So so what would you like to say before we end this conversation? Is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners that you have forgotten to talk about?
1: Listeners, I love you so much. And uh, you can... uh, Uh, Search out for Rising Fire, reggae band. If you type on YouTube, uh, you type Rising Fire, it will show you Rising Fire Marbok. Just click there. That's the band I'm talking about. And uh, and on Facebook, you find us under Rising Fire with a, a big logo of a lion. That's us. And you can click on it and you can subscribe and you can share the music with your friends. And if you have wishes... From Rising Fire, like Rising Fire, we would like to talk to you, uh, you, Ogi. And yeah, you can write anytime. Let me know. You'll find the, uh, my my address on the Facebook homepage, my phone number. And uh, yeah, sure, we can get into a conversation. So... Um, is your music also on
0: Spotify, Apple Music? You'll uh, up find it music. on
1: Spotify and you there is uh, um, a Rising Fire African Reggae and uh, sure.
0: Okay, that's nice to hear. That means that someone can also find it on Apple Music and all other platforms.
1: Yes. Oh wow, that's and, so beautiful. And I want to say thank you to you, my brother Otako, mm. for giving me this opportunity to talk to you. Ah, yeah, thank you too for hosting me to, to have good interviews yeah, to always <laughs> be there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank the family and uh, my brother in Kenya, Joffrey Kimani. I want to thank my band uh rising fire uh crew and uh yeah you'll get to know of them on saturday yes. so we are having a jam session together my musicians are coming mm-hmm. uh the drummer from paris is coming the, the bass player from berlin my brother jeff is coming so we'll be there we are around so come and mingle with us and have yeah. your own picture of what we are doing
0: i will definitely thank you for inviting <laughs> me for that jamming session and i'll be there and i'll enjoy the music thank you for always following our podcast Hear my true story.
1: Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We not only have voices
0: for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube.
1: Don't miss your next episode. Hear
0: my true story. Thank you for listening to our podcast music by Adrian matovo hosted and produced by otako subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website heremytrustory.com for more stories all the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast